Hello everyone, this is AM in the AM. I am your host, Alexis Michelle, and on this podcast, we're going to discuss why do we struggle with one another as women. In the 21st century, we have a myriad of platforms that caters to women and unification and sisterhood and that presents a opportunity for women to come together, whether that be on social media platforms, platforms such as meetup.com, whether it be in your church, around your singles ministry, your women's ministry. There are so many available tools to help women to be unified. Yet, there is this ongoing invisible competition or snarkiness, if that's a word, (laughs) that seems to be still dominating how we relate to one another. And I think my main struggle comes in when it happens with women that you don't know. And it's quite natural. Like if if you know someone and you all have had some difficult interactions with one another and you can understand where the, this negative attention is coming from. However, um, but when you don't know the women, you, you have to wonder what is this, what is this energy? What is this, what is this all about? And I've done previous interviews with the Beautiful Butterfly Show where we've talked about Things such as why do we struggle as women and and what is it about? And I think the natural conversation is to say, well, jealousy, envy, you know, but then it's like, how can you actually be jealous or envious of someone that you don't know? But on the other side of that, when you take a little bit of time to critical think about it, it can be the way that the woman is dressed. She's well-dressed or she's well-groomed or maybe she has the Gucci bag that you wanted. <laughs> and and you feel some type of way about it despite you not knowing who she is. But at the end of the day, all of that is very surface and external and shallow. And for me, it has to be something deeper. It has to be social upbringing. It has to be past friendships that probably didn't go well. It 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 has to be some level of of self hate that is actually going on on the inside, and so it can be very difficult to try to be unified when there is this this invisible competition, as I call it, happening. And it's almost like, (laughs) 
you're in this competition and you don't know that you're in the competition. <laughs> and so it can become very awkward, I think, and and a lot of times uncomfortable. And I know for me, I just have the proclivity to just withdraw. And I don't necessarily think that helps either. And so really wanting to understand this dynamic, it is really about you having to search yourself. I remember when when my friend Rakia and I decided to really move towards building our our friendship, you know, one of the things that I confessed to her was that I struggle with, I struggle with, with, with women. I struggle with establishing relationships with them. And, and that's due to just past situations and, and some other family stuff or whatever. And some church stuff, <laughs> having to deal with women. And so, really being able to be open with her and be honest with her about where I was with that, it freed me. Um, and it showed a vulnerability that I was more inclined, inclined to hide because I didn't want to appear soft or, or weak. But the thing that I appreciate about having this conversation with Rakia was that in return, her response to me was that I don't want to hurt you and I don't want to do anything that might even come off as hurting you. And so for me, I needed that, that reassurance and that comfort because I really wanted us to really work on building our our friendship because I think she is amazing. I think that she's sexy. I think that she is um, just an individual who has been very intentional about her growth. It's just me personally. And so for me, it was like, I, I want to be established in that and being able to be in each other's corner if that makes sense. However, that is on a one-to-one situation. And that may even coexist with two or three other friends. But when you start trying to bring us together in larger groups and other capacities or other functions, it does get somewhat convoluted in the in the sense that you know, how do we really, how do we really work together? Um, because I think even in that, our insecurities begin to show up. And so when our insecurities begin to show up, we project, we, we deflect, we, we have to put ourselves in this, this superior position because I don't want you to see my flaws. I don't want you to see my insecurities. So I have to bow up to make myself seem grander or greater. And one of the scenarios I do not function well in is when you're in conversation with someone and they're, and they have to always try to what I call one up you. And so you are talking about, you know, when you were five, 
you know, you learn how to jump the fence. And so they say, well, I was three when I learned how to jump the fence. So you have to be careful not to get caught up in that type of banter with someone and really just be able to stand your own ground, stand within yourself and just not entertain, entertain that. But as for me, (laughs) I just withdraw myself from the whole scenario and it's like, okay, well, you're amazing. God bless. And, and I, and I remove myself from, from that energy. And again, I don't know if that's a good thing and I don't know if it's a bad thing. I just, for me, I don't, I don't function well in it. And at the same time, it it is also a hindrance to building, to building. Now, I do know I'm not this overly idealist that, oh my God, everybody's going to get along and everybody's going to be great. And I know that there are just some things that, that, that don't work. However, I believe that is the exception and it doesn't have to be the rule. And so when it comes to who we are and what we do, it is really about getting into ourselves and understanding that you have to start with you have to start with you. And what are my insecurities and then why do I feel that way? You know, she walked in the room, you know, what what why did I why did I get that feeling or why did that thought come to me? So you have to be very honest in that. I don't know her. I don't know anything about her. So what was it about her presence that made me feel insecure? What was it about her presence that made me feel small or not worthy? You know, because sometimes we can miss out on the best opportunities or potential friendships because we are we are allowing our insecurities to really be blind spots for us and and prevent us from growing in our womanhood and our womanness. And it's not about, you know, well, you know, your Greek salad isn't better than my Greek salad or your spaghetti isn't better than my spaghetti or your panini isn't better than my panini. You know, it, at the end of the day, it becomes this ongoing negative energy that doesn't produce any fruit. And so I think we have to really just be honest about our insecurities and, you know, your insecurities that you had at 20 or 30, you may not have those same insecurities at 40 and 50, but you do have insecurities. And I think it is learning how to be balanced in those insecurities, but you learn to be balanced in those insecurities when you're able to confront those insecurities. And that's not to say that, oh my goodness, you go and you have, you go tell everybody. What I'm saying is that you, that you, that you be honest in that. I know for me, for a period, I was going to therapy and I was going to You know, I I wanted to find out some things and figure out some things because I was really struggling with female to female relationship. And, um, you know, I think for me, one of the things that I'm a sharer and I like to give. So when I come across female adults and notice I didn't say women, when I come across female adults that don't share that, that doesn't, you know, function in that capacity, that is an issue for me because I like to share. I like to give. Um, and I don't, I don't like being in a, 
in a situation where I know that this person is only a taker and they don't give in no capacity. All they do is want, 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 want for themselves. And so for me, I struggle. So I had to go get some therapy in, in regards to that and, and try to move beyond certain barriers and, you know, some other stigmatisms and learning not to shrink myself to make somebody else feel good about themselves. But that's a whole nother story. However, I really do think that we have to get to the place where we have to be honest with our our insecurities, learn how to be balanced in them, and really check that to say, why do I feel this way? Or why am I thinking that when this lady has done nothing to me when I don't know her? You know, and do the opposite of what you feel. So if 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 that woman made you feel a certain way, do something to counter that. Compliment her, whether that's her shoes, her purse, her clothing, her hair, her earrings, whatever. You have to do the opposite of of what you're trying what you're trying to, you know, work work against or whatever. Um and so we have to do better. Dr. K. Marie Coker, she has a a organization, or I should say teaching organization, I guess, that's called Shade. And it is sisters having an um oh my god, what is it called? Sisters having oh sisters having a deep exchange. And basically she's she is changing the connotation that the culture has, you know use shade for oh she she's she just shaded you or oh that was shade or that came off as shade so she's trying to have a a different perspective on that word shade and so it is sisters having a deep exchange and it really does explore why we do what we do to each other and really goes in depth to psychological understanding emotional understanding and and really promoting the things that you need to unearth but at the same time planting things that will help you grow as a woman so that we don't do certain things to um our sisters and so I really do want us to grow I do not have all the answers and and everything that I said are just mere suggestions because I do know at the end of the day if there's if there's going to be any change it actually has to start with you and it has to start within and you have to police yourself. You have to check yourself and and want to rid yourself of that bitterness that is that is drown that is drowning out your potential to be this amazing woman that is that is drown, drowning out your potential to be uplifting and encouraging and be that person that people want to be around because when you're bitter, it is just it is just not good energy. One of my friends on social media put up a post of something reference, you know, he didn't want to be around bitter people. So I looked up the word bitter in the Greek and it is P-I-K-R-O-S. And I think that's pronounced pikros. And when you start to study the word from the Greek, it is the sister word to where we get the word malignant. And malignant is a medical term 
that it represents something that's cancerous and it and it grows very quickly and it spreads. And, you know, I think what we keep doing is being cancers to one another. And we keep we keep regenerating or recycling negative behavior. And and it just keeps going from one place to another. Some of you may have gotten it from your mothers. Some of you may have gotten it from your aunts or your grandmother or your friends or something bad happened and that thing just rooted in you and it just started to grow. But I am a firm believer that you have to start with yourself and you have to really be on that check yourself ministry. (laughs) That check yourself ministry has to be in in full effect. And if we really want to see this thing that we promote so well from a surface and shallow place about unity if we really want to see it be brought into fruition or manifested we have to start with ourselves and with that being said this is am in the am i am your host alexis michelle and until next time talk to you later